Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 147. It's now been three years, eight months, and 13 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. It's also been a few weeks since I've been outside due to my skin cancer procedure, which I'm happy to say a total success and I'm feeling well and so happy to be out walking around again. I decided to come record today back down in the partial shade of the podcast rock down at my local park. A wonderful place to be inspired by beauty and to wander while I ponder life, liberty, and the pursuit of a healthy body image. After our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I'll share what I've been letting go of lately. Then Donnie checks in with a life update and some much needed support for me after my last emotionally draining show. I'll thank PC's Mary S. and Cynthia from the Netherlands too for their support via Instagram. Then our mood will be brightened by Donnie's latest foolish fun in honor of the fall season. So stay tuned while we listen to Josh and I'll share with you what I'm letting go of today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a history that never really grows, I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a silent wind that never Josh, it's certainly strange how quickly it's turned to fall down here at the Podcast Rock. The leaves of the oak trees are starting to fall, and I'm seeing that the little animals scurrying by have a little bit more fur on them, and the signs of change are in the air. It's weird because every single day things change, as I talked about last show, but sometimes you need to be away for a bit to really see just how much. And with that in mind, I've really been pondering something, especially since it's getting close to Halloween, a time when all of the kids celebrate by dressing up, and some of the adults do too. They dress up in different costumes and go out and they be things, (laughs) whether it's a witch or a cat or a Pokemon or whatever it might be. They put on a certain kind of costume. And as I told you all last time, I've really been feeling my age lately and feeling a little bit sad that my hair, instead of being brown gold naturally, is kind of gray, though it's still pretty dark, my natural hair color, but I've got a lot of gray in it, and that I'm seeing some crow feet and some other signs in my body that I'm not 35 anymore, let alone 17 or 6 or the age that I last really loved Halloween. And I think in our society, just like we really value a slender physique, kind of a slender physique with some muscles too is sort of the the sign of beauty these days. We also super value youth, a young appearance, and people consider 40s to be middle-aged and kind of over the hill a little bit, let alone I'm 58, almost 59. So I'm I'm knocking on that 60-year-old door, right? (laughs) And going, oh, wow, I'm really getting up there. So my particular generation, I don't get a whole lot of societal support here in the U.S. Now, in some cultures, they value their elders, 
and find them sources of wisdom and joy and want to care for them and respect them and that kind of thing. It's part of the culture. In our culture, we're very individual. We're very, what can you do for me? And, you know, it's hard to be getting older in a culture like that. But this was something I got to thinking about, you know. Back when I was young, I used to go ballet dancing. And to do my ballet lessons, I would put on my leotard and my, my tights and my ballet shoes. Now, I would not think about putting on my play clothes with my sneakers to go ballet dancing because those kind of shoes wouldn't work for pointing your foot, right? And if I was going swimming, I probably wouldn't put on my hiking outfit because my swimsuit is much more appropriate to be gliding through the pool and doing my strokes and it lets the water out and dries quickly. Swimsuits are much better for swimming than hiking boots are. And it made me think that what I need to let go of is the idea that I need to be dismayed about my body just because I'm older. Let's say that again. Let's think about letting go of dismay about the changes in our body because we can expect our bodies to change. When a baby's born, they're cute and little, but we celebrate their milestones. You know, when they first can hold their head up or sleep through the night or smile or they say their first word or, or walk. Or when you're 15 or 16, you have a special party marking that you're close to going into that adult time. You know, all through life we have these milestones and it seems until a certain time they're very celebrated. But the bodies that we actually possess, the body that I possess is perfect right now for the lessons that I'm learning right now in my life. If I still have the energy and skin and feelings of a 25 year old, I wouldn't have the same point of view as I do having the body that I now wear. And I also have come to the conclusion that I strongly believe that who we are, as I mentioned last time, is a soul, a spirit, that is currently inside the body that we wear. <laughs> now the body is part of us, but I think the thing that makes us us is not our body. And I think it's kind of a cool thing that our body changes as we go through life so that we can most experience the lessons of that part of life. Again, I'm starting to value my crow's feet. In fact, <laughs> I'm lucky I have crow's feet because my skin cancer was on my right temple. And I had a kind of surgery called a Mohs surgery where they take out some and then they go look under the microscope to see if they got all the cancer cells and they come take some more and they look under the microscope and they keep looking and looking and looking until you have no cancer, until they see that all the margins are 100% clear. Well, in my case, this was a tiny, tiny little spot that's been on my temple. It's been removed several times, and it keeps coming back. And this specialist said, oh my goodness, even to my trained eye, I would not have seen it. You really had extensive amounts of these basal cells here in your temple. And so they kept taking it and taking it and taking it. So I got pretty lengthy scar <laughs> left over from that procedure. 
But this specialist was so good. He says, okay, now raise your eyebrows, smile for me. And she was able to shape my scar so that as it fades, it's going to fit so well into my existing crow's feet that unless you're looking really, really close, you're not going to see it. And I'm telling you, BCs, this is a whopping big scar on my temple. But because of my age and because I have some crow feet and because I smile, I've got some smile lines, you're really not going to see it. Now, if I was a very youthful person and had the same procedure, well, I wouldn't have been so lucky there. We would have had to do something else to try to hide this scar, you know? And sometimes it's hard to be happy that even when I work out and even when I'm eating really nutritious foods that my energy just is not as good as when I was younger. And I've talked to my friends who are in fantastically good shape, I mean really good shape, and they will also say, you know, I just don't have the energy that I had when I was younger. So yes, having extra weight on your body can definitely impact how much energy you have. And certainly if you're eating Cheetos or Fruit Loops rather than fruits and vegetables, that is going to impact the amount of energy you have. And depending on how well you are, that will impact what kind of energy you have. But not having as much energy also gives me the opportunity to really stop and slow down. I just plain can't go through life as quickly as I did when I was young. And being someone of a compulsive bent and having a really compulsive mind that liked to dart and think and figure out what's going on and put the pieces together and try to protect myself by figuring out every possibility and accounting for every possibility, I was kind of just zipping through life like with blinders on. Stop to smell the roses was a really, really foreign concept. And sometimes I did it but I would have to kind of force myself or remind myself, oh, today we're going to stop and smell the roses. When Mark and I used to go through Descanso Garden, we would speed walk through there because what was our focus on was getting our exercise in, getting our heart rate up, you know, getting the burn, getting the calories burned. We were like out to exercise and increase our fitness level all the time when we were exercising. Well, lately, even though we want to increase our fitness level, we just can't sustain such fast moves as that. We just can't. So what has that done? When Mark and I walk through Descanso Gardens now, we actually take time to look and enjoy the birds, the flowers, the music that might be playing. We actually talk to each other instead of breathing heavily, trying to keep our heart rate up, you know, with our eyes glued to our Fitbits or whatever. <laughs> We actually take time. And also, I think, being an older person, I find myself very interested in people of all ages. And I found myself to become a better listener. Because when I was younger, I was always wanting to prove myself. I wanted to show that I was good and to prove what I had to say was valuable and prove what I was doing was valuable prove that I was of use. Well, now as I'm getting older, I figure I am what I am and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm of use. I've done some valuable things in my life, but I'm most interested in the people I meet, what the young people think, what other older people think, what the middle-aged people think, people with young kids, what are they going through? And a lot of people have very different life experience from me. 
and I'm finding now that I enjoy that tapestry of life. I love learning more about their experience here on this planet and what life was like for them. I read more biographies. I watch more biographies. I like to study other cultures. I'm very interested in historical novels that are actually based in history. I love that. And I think to myself, of all the times in history to be born, I was born during my lifetime. And think how much things have changed from having phones stuck on the wall to having iPhones that we take with us or Google phones, how we were all taking pictures and videos. My dad used to have this huge, big video recorder and he was so proud of it, but it was like, you know, he's like a cameraman having to carry this huge thing on his shoulder. And my grandma, wow, she was amazed that we went to the moon because when she was small, they didn't even have electricity in Tacoma. They just had gas lights there. So she saw all these changes. And I see my body now as a reflection of the changes. I have smile lines around my eyes because I smile. I have various nicks and bangs and scars on my body because I remember the time I fell down on my bike, not the big bike accident, but like when I was a little kid, I fell down on my bike and got a scar on my knee. And when I see that scar, it reminds me of that. The gray hair I'm still not fond of, but it reminds me of my mom because I've got the same kind of gray hair as my mom does. And I think sometime in the next year, I might get ready to let go of my dyed long hair and go back to a natural color hair. I'm not quite there yet, because for me, long hair kind of feels like me since that's what I've had most of my life. But I can see moving forward that as my body changes and I change and my point of view changes, that my long hair might belong to the past and my shorter natural hair might be belonging to my future. And I'm looking forward to that I'm not regretting it as much as I thought that I might. I'm starting to see that my body as it is, is absolutely perfect for what I'm learning. And I love that. Last show was really, really tough for me. I faced the sad anniversary about my mom's passing as well as my own upcoming skin cancer surgery. It was for a recurring basal cell formation on my right temple. So while it was not life-threatening, a bit disconcerting. I felt sad, alone, and pretty discouraged that day. So I am very, 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 very grateful for Donnie who posted this update about her life and a big show of support for me. Donnie writes, Thank you, dear Lori, for this today. For one, it's really touched me in an emotional way in regards to my relationship with my mother, her ailing health, and the time I don't spend with her, but I need to. My heart wrenches for the pain you endure. Even though I know it's just life in an, in an inevitable way, I still have a great compassion for you and your heartache and pain. 
I appreciate the snippets regarding body slash weight from you and other BCs. At a time where my brain has revolted back to stressing about my size, what I eat, the impact it can have on my life, burning calories, etc., the lack of significant importance this will have when I'm laying on my deathbed, as well as the happiness that it stops for me, I want to live a happy, fulfilling life. Constantly stressing, obsessing about what to eat and what not to eat and how it will impact me, blah, 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 is certainly not creating that for me. Through my adventures, I've become far more mindful and aware of my eating practices and what I feel like. I've made great habit changes that will take me far in this journey. And I appreciate the constant reminders as well as knowing that I'm not in this alone. As I mentioned in a previous post, I've made it through and landed on my feet. Work is back to normal. Although I miss those overtime paychecks, I won't miss the chaos. I feel quite settled in my new home. I've checked off all but one thing on the to-do list to feel complete and moved in. I truly love my new space. Although small and several reservations at first, it's worked out quite nicely. I'm so very thankful I look forward to this new part of my life and creating new memories. I almost feel bored. After so much stress and chaos for the last two months, fronting, preparing, moving, family, adding in the work, BS, now that things are calm, I almost don't know what to do with myself, laughing out loud. I feel good about life. I feel happy. And I feel like I'm in a good place. I express thanks for this part of my life daily. I appreciate you, my friend, knowing you're always there. I have someone who understands and gets it. And as you just said, being a friend. I replied, Hi, Donnie. It was really great to read your thoughts on these topics, too. And I'm very sorry your mom's health is still in question. I'm sending you and your mom love and hugs. Yesterday was long with my skin cancer procedure, and I found myself bouncing between feelings of gratitude and lethargy. It is hard at times to deal with life's up and downs, and much easier to deal with the scale's ups and downs. I know you will get me on this. The downside of feeling feelings is how those negative feelings feel. The upside is by feeling them, they move on. This last year has been so full of unexpected moments of grief and joy and memories that come from nowhere, good and bad. It has been hard to step into my new identity as an orphan lady of a certain age. I think that was one of the reasons I stepped back on the mountain with you all, because I still feel like me on the mountain. Talking to you is a bridge and a help, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there, XOXO. P.S. I so get the feeling of boredom after stress. It's like the stress was normal and Zen just don't quite sit right. But give it time and enjoy the chance to create exciting things in your new life that you love. You deserve it. XOXOXO. How about you, BCs? I know I super relate to that odd, bored feeling after stress. Does this ring true for you too? What do you think? Please post your thoughts on day 147 or call the Bravery Hotline as I think this would be a good topic to, quote, weigh in on, unquote. But before we move on, I also want to send smooches out to BC's Mary S. and Cynthia from the Netherlands, who after last episode both reached out to me via Instagram. I so appreciate it and it made such a difference to my spirits. Thank you both. Mm. And if you guys would like to follow me on Instagram too, my name there is Lori Dreamweaver. I love to see your photos and thoughts, and you can also use the hashtag CODBCS, and I and other BCs will find your posts. To wrap up, 
I am super duper happy that Donnie called the Bravery Hotline this week with a super cute foolish fun in honor of fall. <laughs> Lori presents Foolish Fun. <laughs> the feature where messing up is just part of the act. <laughs> Well, hello, friends. I have some fall foolish fun. Tis the season to ask you, how do you repair a broken pumpkin? But of course, but a pumpkin patch. Fun, fun, fun. Foolish fun. Love us some fun. Happy, happy fall. <laughs> and if you love to be foolish, too, call the Bravery Hotline and get your silly on. Donnie, that joke was so corny. I'll just love you till the end of Vine. Until next time, BCs, wherever you are, in whatever stage of life, take care. Because I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound.